What we need in the United States, I think, is what I call a Marshall Plan that really creates opportunities for academic and, and, and job success in disadvantaged communities, irregardless of race. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome... To Radio Irregardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia, the aforementioned Mark Scalia. And uh, it is so good to be back on air once again. Uh, I've had a very interesting week, uh, and let's, uh, let's have some fun. But before that, I always do, as I do, I'd like to welcome the online chatters visiting me through Mixler.com, which is Karen, Kim, and Paul, and we have... One, one elsewhere. That's how my chat shows up. It says one elsewhere, uh, which is kind of a stalker thing, which is fine. Be anonymous. I wouldn't, I don't like to be known a lot of places anyway. Uh, and those are the people listening through Mixler. And if you happen to be listening through my website, markscalia.com, thank you for listening. Uh, and we are going to start what we always do right off the bat because I've had an interesting week. Let's start with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Yes. And it's, like I said, it's been an interesting week. Uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit, so spring is in the air. But I wanted to go, uh, go over, since spring is in the air, and I'm ripping off the snow piles and trying to dig out a parking space still, <coughs> excuse me, after even all this time. I'm very optimistic about uh, the upcoming weeks and months, and uh, the my big comedy idea is getting even closer and closer. I don't want to tease too much of it. Excuse me. I had to cough. I lowered my volume. It's really rude. But the comedy, my big comedy idea is getting closer and closer, and it's starting to really formulate, and I'm getting very excited about it. Uh, and the other thing, um, I wanted to do is now that I've told you about something happy, I'm going to tell you about something that's been bothering me, bothering me severely. Two things. One, um, as you know, or may not know, I'm an actor. I do a lot of acting work in the Boston area. I travel. I'm also, you know, I'm a stand-up comic first and then an actor, but because I'm in the acting circle and I never profess to be an actor comedian, I always profess to be a comedian actor. I know a lot of other actors. And on Facebook, this is a this is a, a very disturbing thing that's that started, I don't know, maybe a year ago. 
actresses, and you know who the fuck you are. They are doing Facebook selfies constantly. I know what you look like. I know what you look like with makeup. I know what you look like without makeup. I'm bored of you. I'm tired. I understand. You're an actor. I know you didn't have a bike when you were five, and you got to lash out somehow, but stop it with the selfies. That's all I'm asking. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's too much to ask. I really don't. And everybody is just, ooh, it's just too much. It's too much. And a couple comics do it too. So it's not just an actor thing. A couple comics do it, and they piss me off too. I don't like that. I just, I know what you look like. Don't pose. So you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start doing selfies that are gonna piss everybody else off. I'm gonna do very uncomfortable selfies, and that's what I'm gonna do because I'm a comic and I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to do all this crazy shit. The other thing that's starting to really piss me off, and I, I just can't do it. Now, I don't, I, I'm I'm later in life. I don't have children, but everybody, the, oh, the duck face. I'm going to smash anybody who does the duck face. Paul just posted that. The, that fucking, ugh, I want to smash that. Um, the other thing that bothers me is people who constantly, constantly post pictures of the kids on Facebook. I understand you got kids, and I understand once in a while kids do funny things. Because kids are funny. I understand. I see kids. You know, I know people who get kids. I see kids. I go places there are kids and all kinds of stuff. So there are a lot of kids. But when every posting or every other posting is about you and your kids, I'm going to fucking defriend you. And that's what I'm going to do. Because I can't kill you. It's illegal. I can't kill your kids. It's morally wrong, but I can defriend the fuck out of both of you. And it's just, it's with babies. It's I, its a baby. I, it's a fucking baby. These are the same people who do the Christmas cards with the with the family on them. That's something I can't stand. I don't want I don't want to see it. I don't. I see you. I can see your kids all fucking year. What do I need to see them on a Christmas card? What about pictures of, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? My Christmas card is going to be me drinking. Or, you know. Me at a comedy show. That's what I'm going to do. Everybody's going to get business cards as Christmas cards this year. Oh, yeah. My wife, um, she, she's, I'm never giving you ice cream after 8 o'clock. She brought me home ice cream. She was out and I got ice cream. But I, I had all this stuff written before that. So a good thing about kids, a good thing, a good thing with kids is uh, I had told you guys before I had played Olaf, uh, the snowman from Frozen, uh, a few weeks ago, and it was a lot of fun. And in that event, uh, some other people contacted the booker, and they I thought it was done playing Scrooge. <laughs> oh, Jason's on now. Um, and I've and uh, they hired uh, they want to hire them to do, hire us to do that again. But I'm playing Olaf again this Saturday uh, in Wakefield. I don't know where. I don't know if it's a house or party or I don't know what it is. But I'm kind of I don't really look forward to putting on the big mask and stuff like that. I got to play Easter Bunny in a couple weeks. Which is great. I don't have to talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, it won't let me. Uh, I'm on the mobile app. It won't let me like individual comments. Yeah, yeah. It my thing won't let me heart anybody's comment comments. I have to go through the website to do that. So I'm looking forward to play uh, Olaf. And I say all these things because it's part of the monologue. But uh, I love the show, and I love when you guys tune in. And whether you're listening live uh, through Mixler or live through my website or you're downloading them, listen to them later through iTunes, um, which which would be, you know, fantastic or iPad or whatever you got going on. 
Uh, thank you. Because one of the main reasons I started this show, and I, I say this every once in a while, especially because it's getting warmer and I'm getting more energized about my own personal life and stuff, is I really want, I want to get so excited. I want to inspire. I want to, I want to inspire uh, you guys. I want to say, oh, this is great. I want you guys to look forward to it. I want to look forward to it. I want it to be fun, entertaining, and, you know, break up an hour. That's it. What's this? Oh, it's all like, I got to, hold on. I'm going to, oh, all these people are writing stuff in the chat. Here we go. Let's go back for us. Uh, Kim Santos having problems with the mobile app. She won't let me heart. Uh, pound, and I say pound, mobile app problems. Paul said, I do it on the iPad. Let me restate. I heart comments on the iPad. <laughs> Jason, I'd like to do it in bed like a normal person. And Kim has said, Dear Easter Bunny, please bring me a shitload of coffee. I will never give up for Lent again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're still in Lent and you gave up coffee. I saw that. Um, I didn't give up anything for Lent. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through. I don't get a lot of shit already. I, I give up stuff during the year. I know it's religion and I don't want to get into that, but whatever. But if you're giving something up for Lent, uh, yeah, you're supposed to give up something you're... No, you can't give up sobriety for Lent. You have to give up something you like, not something you don't like. <laughs> you know, let's um, let's do something I like, okay? I'm going to be a little selfish. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what is this? I'm Jewish. I don't have to give up anything. <laughs> yes, you just... Don't you, what was that? You just tell you don't even talk to a priest. You go in, it's one day, and you're all done. Oh my god! Oh, okay. Let's let's move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I want to do. I'm not gonna read the comments anymore. Let's play a little piano man with the audience. What do you say? There's, there's too many things happening in the chat. For you people listening to my website, you're, I guess you're lucky. So I'm not going to recite anything that's going on through the chat anymore. But we're going to play Piano Man. Piano Man is I I, um, I like to play a quick game with my listening audience. So the people who can actually be chatting to can actually respond. Um, and of course, if you're listening at this, uh, listening to this via podcasting, uh, you can still play. You just can't play. <laughs> you can play on your own. You can play with yourself. Bing bang, whatever. Uh, so, Piano Man is a song, uh, a game where I like to play. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this stuff. I, I'm distracted by the chats. I'm going to cover up the chats because they're distracting me. <laughs> they're just, every, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Piano Man is a game where I play a song that somebody plays on a piano, which is a top 40 song. <laughs> The chats still pop up for some god-awful reason. I play a song uh, on a piano that is a top 40 song, and you have to guess the song. Let's, um, no, it's not a selfie. Uh, so here we go. Here's the first one. About a minute of it. First audience member to get it with their obscene chants now gone. They get to listen to this. Here's the first one. See if you can figure this one out. It's a tough one. And you have to name the band and the song. You'll get it now. 
20 seconds if you can get it. was a minute and no one got it really oh you are all terrible at this game how about the patriots <laughs> no you all got it wrong it is actually cold play a sky full of stars Here's another one for you, crazy kids. Uh, this, let's see. Who plays piano in these clips? This is actually a guy who actually plays, I think, like a hundred of them, and I just excerpt them because uh, I don't play them. <laughs> Half my show is, like, I give credit to people, but I'm only playing, like, under a minute, so I don't have to give anybody. Uh, yes, whiny bullcrap band. Correct. It is Coldplay. How about this one? 40 seconds. This one's going to be real easy. Really? I really yeah, I really don't care either. But that is actually the name of the song Phyllis got it. Phyllis got it right. It's 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 a half a Lovato. Oh, I'm sorry, a demi Lovato. <laughs> I really don't care. I don't care about her. I don't even I couldn't identify her in a lineup. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't even know anybody. I didn't even know the name of this band. I don't know if you guys are gonna I've heard the song before. Tell her to put in earplugs. We're cursing here. Oh really? Here we go. I didn't know who sang this. I get Santa's gonna get this one. Sound remedial when I do this. I'm like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it is magic. Yes. And what's the name of the song, Phyllis? What's the name of the song? Because that's the name of the band. Rude. 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 Yes, correct. Phyllis got it right. Then the rest of you get that. Well, Paul got a close second, but uh, very disappointing for Karen and Kim and Jason. Uh, you get this. You get that. <laughs> and, and David as well, but David's not really playing. <laughs> it was Piano Man. And speaking of David, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, uh, we have, and I said it last week, I'll say it again. I don't know why this man wants to be on this show. I really don't know. I have no fucking idea. Um, but I'm very happy to have him on the show uh, during our pre, the pre-show interview. Um, very, just really fascinating. Going to make me, uh, I'm going to ask more questions than hopefully you guys will because you guys can't answer questions at all. I'm really going to be informed. So we're going to come back. And when we come back from our first break, you will get to enjoy uh, the 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 rantings and the the uh, the speakings and the teachings of Mr. David Langill, um, actor, director, producer. Yes, he's uh, he's got more titles than a law firm. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know what that means. But you're listening to Radio Regardless. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Penny, and irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio, because it's on the inter-radio, irregardless of that shit. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via Skype the amazingly talented and multitasking David Langill, ladies and gentlemen, let me get some clapping for him because he's he completely deserves it, and I didn't, I didn't I didn't do it right. Where is it? But there we go, there we go. Oh, there they are. I was waiting for that. Yes, they're phenomenal. Good evening. Yes, this is David. Oh, thank God, we're back. You're too, you're too kind. You're too kind. Well, please go on. No, they're not kind at all. <laughs> Nobody. Like, see how see how quick they turn it on, turn it off. They just—they're terrible people. So, so David, this is our first. Well, this is our first meeting in public, but uh, this is the first time we've ever talked. And I had put this out on Facebook. I was like, "Who wants to be a guest on the show?" And you had said yes. And I knew nothing about you because even though you're from the Boston area, or at least you work in the Boston area, uh, we have never met. But after looking at your resume. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I got to do some shit because you are an actor, a writer, and a producer. Yes, I uh, I attempt to act. You uh, mostly, I uh, yeah, do behind the scenes, uh, a lot of producing work. And this year, I'm actually getting into directing, so I want to add some more to my plate. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, I've run out of room in my uh, my word document i don't i can't put director there but so how long you've been now tell us about uh a little bit a little bit about yourself which did you start first and how long have you been doing all of them i um i'm a former police officer so i um i was doing that like that's what i went to school for you know law enforcement i never went to school for filmmaking anything like that um i got a lucky break in 2004 the first thing I ever did in like the entertainment field, 
I was on a TV show with Robert England, who was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, that's the very first thing I did. Like, I'm just <laughs> ridiculous, right? That's cool. And, um, yeah. Like, they flew me out to California twice. I had my own trailer. I had, like, <laughs> my own, like, assistant handler type. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And you had a fucking gun. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. So what was the, uh, was it a TV show or a movie they, uh, they used you for? It was a TV show. It was Nightmare on Elm Street, Real Nightmares. Uh, New Line Cinema was doing it. They're the ones that do the um, Elm Street series. Yeah. And uh, CBS. Yeah, the lousy part is, you know, it was it was supposed to go on CBS mid-season. It was supposed to be a mid-season filler type show. And the show that was supposed to do bad ended up doing being one of the best shows so they kept it on and they just threw this show in the in the um oh, they threw it called in, the vault they threw it in the can so that yeah that stupid show numbers was never supposed to be popular wow we were supposed to replace it yeah you exactly got, you got beat by numbers yeah <laughs> kind of embarrassing fuck was that it was pretty cool because i was it was like it was like me and Robert like side by side doing stuff like it was just wow. him and I on screen. I was like, this is ridiculous. And what Being were like you, a horror fan and always liking horror? I was like, wow. And what were you? What was your role for that? What they do? Um, it's a funny story how they picked me. I'll go back a little bit. We were yeah. celebrating my buddy's wedding. We we're having his bachelor party in Boston, and um, I was, was in a bar. I forget what it was. Like probably drinking my third yard of beer at the time. <laughs> And my buddy grabs me. He's like, come outside. I'm like, what? He's like, come on outside. He's like, you got to meet people. They were doing street interviews outside looking for cast. And they asked me, do you have a fear? Do you have a, a nightmare? You know, I, I told them my thing. And, you know, honestly, between this, between, um, to this day, excuse me, I have no idea what I said. Oh you know, God. I did have a fear, you know, and I went with that, but I don't know what I said. The very, very next day. Uh, the casting director of the show called me and they wanted me in the show and they flew me out like two weeks later to be on the show. <laughs> you lucky bastard. Was, what the fuck? That, oh God. That never happens. <laughs> like that never oh, was happens. Like, yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. We, it was a pretty cool, but um, yeah. Then after that, you know, it came back. I'm like, you know, you got the bug. You're like, wow, is everything like this? <laughs> you no, know, I still did, you know, doing police work. Then yeah. eventually in 2010, you know, I was doing other stuff before then, but eventually, in 2010, I resigned as a police officer. I was, you know, I was doing it for eight years, yeah. and I started doing the film and stuff, you know, full time. And that, you know, that's what I've been doing. Well, acting is far less safe of a job. <laughs> I'd rather be a cop. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Right. So, so when you worked with Robin Englund, what was your uh, what was your character? Because you were you're a cop, but what what were you doing? I was. It was reality shows like Fear Factor meets. Um, oh, I get it. One of those other show, one of those other shows, and I was reliving my nightmare, which was snakes. I'm, I'm terrified of snakes, so that part, you know, that's all true. And like they had me, you know, go through a series of things. I ended up being in a pit with snakes all around me. I had to find like five different pieces to a ladder. Oh, I get climb it. out of this huge pit. I'm like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm like, and like halfway down, like get into this pit. He's like, oh, by the way, you got to take your shoes off. So here I am, barefoot. <laughs> Running around snakes, I'm like holy moly, I'm like this is nuts. <laughs> but uh, ended like up a, climbing out, and you know that history is there. It's like I'm a, hoping one day it, it comes out like a lost footage Robin England type stuff. So one day, hope it's like it's like a fear <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> oh, it was exactly. It was like yeah, it was fear factor meets whatever. 
I can't think of the other show by now, but you know what I mean. It's like one of those shows. Oh, Wipeout. Like, <laughs> Fear Factor yeah, meets yeah, Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, just punching me in the face the whole time. Uh, so, so that got you into acting, and then how did you go to uh, writer, writer, producer? How, how, what, how, how did that evolve? It started um, as a police officer. A production company was filming in our station. You know, they asked anyone want to come back. You know, the time off and be in a briefing scene. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, I came back the day off and was sitting in the briefing scene. And the director later on asked me if I wanted to check out stuff. And, you know, he showed it to me. Then he's like, what do you think? I'm like, you want me to be honest? He's like, yes. I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> well, this doesn't match this. This doesn't match that for like continuity wise. Yeah. Just because, you know, the you know attention to detail type stuff. So he's like, wow. He's like, you want to be script supervisor? I'm like, sure. Oh. <laughs> so I came on as script supervisor to help out. Eventually, I became a stunt double. And um, that's where I met Tony Moran on that set. And I became Tony Moran's stunt double, who was the original Michael Myers from the 78 Halloween. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, (laughs) he was fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, it's, it's like you. It's it's like you stepped in shit and had a horseshoe in your ass and whatever you know, you, you know. That's just like I've been. I've been extremely fortunate, and I'll oh. say that every single day. And, oh uh, I'll, I'll you know always believe that. I always remember how fortunate I am. Good and how lucky you. I've been. Oh, just <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling jokes into my computer on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't love what I do. As well, <laughs> I like I like a good joke. <laughs> well, no, uh, nothing's been funny yet, so I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. So no. <laughs> so yes, that's let, let me know when to laugh, please. So I know. Now, as far as pro- sure. as far as producing goes, um, you know, you were doing script supervising, then working to a stunt double, and then so you worked behind the scenes a lot, which I actually prefer. Uh, cause I'm, I, I mean, I've done my own films and produced and written and I pr- actually, even though I love being in front of a camera, being behind the camera is to me a little bit more rewarding. I just want the creation, you know, and the control aspect. So, um, when you started taking, when you started, when did you start producing and, and what have you pro- actually, let me, I won't even tell you that I went on your IMDB. I went on your IMDb. You're fucking, ladies and gentlemen, let me just go through some, this is, some, and I, he's got over 20 credits as an actor uh so a lot of these uh three actually one two three four of these five of these are coming out this year um it's like they stole the pope's blood the rude the mad the funny eight miles west future future justice milkweed normal almost human frankenstein's hungry dead serena and the rats uh what's that villain eight villain villanelle 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 uh beg uh, the Disco Exorcist. I don't know what that's about, but I want a fucking copy of it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Real Nightmares, the TV series in 2005. You have 14 credits as a producer, six as a writer, five as a casting director, um, five as a second unit uh, director, assist or an AD, uh, five as a production manager, five at miscellaneous credits, three as a director, casting stunts, set decoration, art decoration, uh, thanks, and then yourself. I want to see the two self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside the mask with Tony Moran, which you're currently doing, um, and that's correct. a documentary, correct? It is, yeah. It's um, it's a documentary. You know, first that's my first credit as you know a director, co-director, along with Jordan Pacheco, who's also a local filmmaker. Um, and that's coming out this October. You know, it's it's a documentary about you know the original Michael Myers. So want to come out obviously 
October time. Yeah. You know, have a premiere, hit the festivals and go from there. And you actually have yeah, a, a uh, and you actually have a Facebook uh, page as well. And I put all this stuff in the chat. If you guys want to scroll up or scroll down, I don't know if they've redone the website again. It's always either up or down. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's horror. Sure, it, it's horror. It's uh, the actual link is on there. It's horror icon inside Michael's mask. And uh, you can follow him. And this is a, it's a fan page, right? Not a fan page, but you can like it, right? Yeah, you can like the page, and there'll be you know updates on the page. We're going to be releasing, you know, when it gets a little closer, you know, stills from the documentary, clips yeah. from it, and uh, other other things. And are you friends with you know, him now? Along with it, are you friends with Michael Myers? <laughs> I was very close friends with him at one time. I was actually <laughs> I was actually his manager. No at one time as well. Oh yeah, what? He's like, yeah, I, that, I, I got to go ahead and get, I got to get Michael another knife. He's gone through the knives. Is that type? Yeah. Like a personal assistant type thing. <laughs> it's just, oh, he's hockey mask. I got to take his mask to the cleaners and stuff. Like that. No, oh, don't, no. Don't call it a hockey oh, mask. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Jason. Jason has a hockey mask. Michael Myers has a full uh, full mask. I understand. So it's an old William Shatner mask that they painted white for the movie. That's, that's, what it that's right. <laughs> so you were his manager? You were managing him? I was at one time for almost a year. I was managing them, and um, yeah, that was you know interesting. Get him different you know gigs, appearances. Yeah, did a lot in Salem, Massachusetts during you know the October time and things. You know, it was really fun. Salem's the place to be during the horror time in October. The place is yeah. awesome. If anyone gets a chance to go up there that hasn't been, it, I definitely recommend it. Well, I li- get in. I, I live there. I live there. It's better because the end of October it's just crazy. And you can't park anywhere. It's yeah. nuts, but. The experience of being up there during Halloween time is nuts. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been living here for almost uh, 10 years now, and it's uh, it's fun. It's not for residents. <laughs> One of my listeners just put nuts. No, it's not. <laughs> no. And right. I, to go back with the hockey bats thing, it's hilarious because, you know, during those times, if I wanted just to give a little jab to Tony, I'd go up to someone random and be like, hey, ask him about the hockey mask. Oh. The mask would be like, get wicked mad or whatever. Lose it would be. It's hilarious. So why are you no longer friends with him? First of all, that's creepy because, oh, I'm sorry. Cam, good night. Everybody, Kim's leaving. Um, but first of all, if you're not friends with him and you fucking Michael Myers as an enemy, which is fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's the real boogeyman. That's yeah. that's hilarious. But it's like, oh man, like, he's gonna pick like Screech from like. Well, Screech is know, fucking scary. No, no, no. Saved by the Bell. He's fucking scary too. You don't want any part of that. No. Um, right, you know, Blossom. Then Blossom. Blossom, Blossom would be not a bad thing. Or Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster uh, any, would be anyone but Michael Myers, pretty much, <laughs> and Screech. And Screech. <laughs> So first, first, what happened that you guys had the falling out? Or is this in the? Don't give it away if it's in the documentary. Um, I'll talk about it briefly in the documentary, but um, yeah, I won't give much away. But a lot, <laughs> a factor I think that had to do with it, honestly, was we were together for six weeks, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Oh. You know, and things just built up. You know, you don't things come up at a time. You're like, oh, forget it, let it go. Next thing, no, forget it, let it go. And things just built up, built up. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a huge falling out, huge. And um, we actually haven't talked since, and that's been over a year, oh. year's time. Um, well, I haven't. I tried to reach out August, last August, you know, whole thing, and no response from him. So, yeah. but um, mm. you know, I've been talking to him through someone else regarding the documentary. Like all the, all the rights 
you know, secured all the rights and all thing. Everything signed off, so no problem. But I, you know, I still wanted to make this documentary and complete it and put it out there. You know, not just for everyone's hard work. It's still a, it's a great story of this man. You know, at at times, you know, he was homeless, living in his truck. Really? You know, so you want you want to tell the stories of you know ups and downs, just like everyone has. You know, he he's a you know he's a a brother. He's a family man. He's a father, and he's a horror icon. That movie was made in 78, you know, 37 years ago this year. Oh, and he's still meeting new fans everywhere he goes. So, you know, there's, there's a story there and that story is going to be told. I'm fascinated with, 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 first of all, I understand the whole being together and then one, you know, breaking up. I have a wife, so I completely understand that story. The second, <laughs> the second thing is he's got kids. Fuck. Yes. How does he, yep. can you imagine the good night? Want to tech me in? No, I'm all set, dad. I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Right? Oh my God. Want to hear a bedtime story? Nope, I'm good. No, it's like being Stephen King's, you know, son. Stop it. I don't want to, you know, once, let me read from a book. No, 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 no. Good Night Moon is still spooky when you read it to me, Dad. It's just, oh my Seriously. God. Fuck. Oh my God. That is so spooky. So, I mean, hopefully you can work things out because, you know, Michael Myers, he just, he, he's not going to go away. He's, you know, he's, he's unkillable. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Evil never, evil never dies. Was he was you know. he shot in the movies? Like I know that you know I know Freddy Krueger was burnt and shot, and Jason was shot and cut up and frozen, and you know, and and but Michael Myers was he sh- he was shot, wasn't he? I believe he was shot six times and fell off a second row balcony to the ground, and he still made it. Yeah, I don't know what our obsession, uh, what our um, obsession is about having these uh, these things and it, it really it's all the slasher movies from the you know the the anywhere between the late 70s early 80s of people that won't yeah. die this is like not even zombies just you can't kill them and it's yeah. like maybe that's a deep-rooted fear i don't know it's something you can't yeah, it's, you know uh, i think you hit it right the fascination about it like you know there's something that's you know more than human out there kind of thing and just the fascination with it Goes along, goes a long way. Well, you know, at least Freddie had a sense of humor. Michael Myers never said a word. Neither did Jason. He just, you know, he killed Kevin Bacon with an arrow, and that's which. Yeah. Maybe we could hire him. To t- <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to wish death on Kevin Bacon. His his um, his career is starting to have a resurgence, and you know, God bless him because. You know, is he doing another Tremors? Because he was awesome in Tremors. I don't know. No, I think. Well, he's on the following on Fox, but it's just like you know, okay. Robert Downey Jr. He was he was dead to rights, and then all of a sudden he goes, eh, "Put him in Iron Man. Why not?" So, <laughs> right. Uh, huge. So you know something, Dan, uh, Dan, David, Dan, Danny. I'm looking at five different things. David, here's what we're gonna do. Um, let's take our second break, and we come back. I'm gonna see how well. Uh, see, you've been in the business a while. You got a huge IMDb credits and stuff like that. But I'm going to test you with a um, very interesting game. I've only played once before, and it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. So uh, now, that's how you tease the listeners. Just stay yeah. tuned after well, the break. They're, they're, awesome. A lot of them have nothing else to do, to be honest. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's a Wednesday, and they moved Hell's Kitchen uh, to Tuesdays, <laughs> which Tuesday is my movie night. Tuesday is my TV night. Nobody bothers me. Eight o'clock is the Flash. Nine o'clock is Agents of Shield. Ten o'clock is Forever, and that's yep. it. Thursday it's Blacklist, and then it's Archer. So Wednesday is the show. So uh, you know, as long What's as the, as long as the networks don't fuck up my night, I'm good. That's how I work. So, but we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. 
I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? Did you say that you're a pretty normal, horny old man? talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. What's in store for these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. One ugly motherfucker. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still, I don't know why he hasn't left by now, but still on the Skype line, David Langill, uh, very, hey. very uh, talented guy. He's, you know, the stories, the stories are just, uh, just really fascinating. It's like, fucking. Uh, I can go on for days. <laughs> oh. And you get a lot of stuff coming up, but you know something? We'll get into more of that because uh, the third segment's where I'd like to really hammer it home. But here's what I'm going to do. Since you're in the know, you know, you're in the know, and you've been kind of at it from your first credit of uh, 2005 to now, and you've been producing and acting and all this stuff, you're in the know. And uh, we're going to play a game that I- I'm going to I'm gonna tease it for you. We're going to play a game called How Do You Take Direction? How do you take direction? Yeah, I just said that. In the Sound background, like my high school guidance counselor. Uh-oh. <laughs> These are all close. In the background music is one way or the other. I'm going to find you. It's from Blondie. Because uh, I was going to play uh, the One Direction song, but I, I was like, I don't like One Direction that badly or that goodly or at all. So, so. But here's, this is what I do. I play a, a movie clip. You have to guess the movie clip, which is kind of, it's kind of tricky, but even more tricky is to name the director. And since you're now venturing forward into the directing realm, you have to know Ooh. your peers, David. You have to know your Pressure's peers. On. Pressure's on. Is it just going to be piano, though, or do I get the actual no. clip? <laughs> yeah, it's a piano, and you have to guess the Okay. Clip. No, no, it's an actual clip. Um, okay. Now here's the thing. Uh, my audience, uh, as bored as they are uh, with me, find you amazingly interesting, which is great because it gets me to it gets me to stay on. Uh, so you're going to be playing against them now. As you are witnessing in the chat, they are, and if you're you can't really listen because you're on the phone with me. Uh, our conversation is virtually uh, instantaneous. I say you listen, you say I listen. Um, but with the internet, there is a delay. Uh, where they ha- might have a delay anywhere between two to ten seconds, so uh, you get a kind of a head start. But there's more of them than of you, so that's your disadvantage. So if you get it right, yeah. 
you'll get this. I am a director. Which is a great clip. And if you get <laughs> and if you get it wrong, <laughs> that's hilarious. And if you get it wrong, you'll get this. I'm so lost without you. <laughs> that's my new bad sound. I just did it today. Because you're lost, because you have no direction. That's yes. the I don't want to explain it, all the jokes. So <laughs> I explain them for me because sometimes I don't think I'm clear enough. So all the clips it's are about way better than like a one direction clip though. Yeah, it's just like you're beautiful. I don't know what the song is. Yeah. So all the clips are about 30 seconds in length. And if as soon as you know it, you can just yell it right out because my listeners will be typing as quick as they possibly can. Let's say let's move this here and let's move this there and we're ready to go. So David, are you ready to play? I am. I will oh. give it my best. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. It's tricky. Hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nope. <laughs> it sounds like Halloween, John Carpenter. Nope. But you're in the horror genre. It's, it's Psycho. It is Psycho by... Uh, I am drawing a blank. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, oh, yes. How well, did I forget Hitchcock? You got Psycho yeah, before my listeners got Hitchcock. I may have to split the point, but now they're on saying Psycho, 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 Hitchcock. So, you know something? Uh, I think you should have got that earlier, so I'm going to give you this. I'm so lost without <laughs> you. So you, you just lost out. But this one you'll get. This one's very easy. And I know you get this. Right, I, w- I won't try to be funny this time. I'll, I'll no. go for it. <laughs> oh, he stinks. The- See, my listeners start to taunt, but you can taunt them right back. You're online with them. You can I type know. something, taunt them. There you go. How about this one? 31 seconds. Do you read me now? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Oh, that's perfect. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Oh, Jason got it. But who's the director? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. Yeah, that's too- what are you talking about, huh? Kubrick? Oh, <laughs> this mission is too important. Jason beat you on both. He goes oh. 2001 and Kubrick. Good job, Jason. <laughs> I'm so lost without you. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. <laughs> and Jason gets Kubrick's this. Awesome. I am a director. Here's something I didn't know about Stanley Kubrick. Um, all his films are are based on a um you know like it, when you it, most most actors know this and even more more filmmakers for more filmmakers should know this you film in a uh a two-thirds you fill up the frame two-thirds things are th- lean to the one way or the other but they're always a, a two-third with kubrick he shot right down the middle like all like if you all the scenes in 2001 are dead center um what's uh eyes wide shut it's like center shots. Like, you know, it's, if you could actually, if there's a thing on YouTube, it shows all, it, what they did is they took the frame and they put a box around it and then they like X off the box from, from all the corners. So they have like a big X in the middle of the box and they overlaid film after film after film and they're all centered. Wow. Yeah. Who cares? Get on with uh, the game. What? This is, you know. I, this, he's known for doing multiple, like so many takes too. Yeah, that was his thing. There's a whole. Uh, I don't know if you guys, listeners, whoever is into conspiracy theories, but there's a thing out there. Kubrick's Odyssey talks about how every film he made was telling like what really happened with actual history events. Really, it could be the moon landing or 
know, things like that. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I would see Kubrick. I, I, I appreciate Stanley Kubrick and his work. Um, just his films are, I never figure them out. They always make me feel uncomfortable when they're done, when I'm done watching them. That's what shot was very uncomfortable. Well, I didn't, I wouldn't even see that because Nicole and Tom were in it. And I'm like, I've had enough. And I'm like, look. Oh, you're thinking I, of Days of Thunder. You're thinking of Days of Thunder. It's a different movie. No, they, they were in Eyes Wide Shut as well. No, I know. <laughs> they, were also, they met on oh. Days of Thunder. Oh, my God. Oh. And he only made that movie because he likes to drive cars. What? <laughs> you know something? Actors should not get a lot of say. <laughs> they should just shut up. Shut up. Oh, and yeah, Kubrick, he does. He does a lot of awkward silence. He does a lot of long pause kind of stay on the thing longer than you want just fucking weirdo stuff and speaking of the weird whole thing with with the shining with um riding the tricycle oh. or the big wheel around that was supposed to be silent they actually he wrote that from what i've read is to be silent leading up to where he, he sees the girls but he got there and liked the sound from the florida carpet so much that that's why they did that but it was supposed to be oh. completely silent yeah he just I mean, brilliant, brilliant at it to visualize that. And speaking of weird and brilliant and things that make you feel uncomfortable, this next film, see if you can get it, 30 seconds, one of my favorite films because it's so uncomfortable. Like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. Are you sure? Because, <laughs> I mean, how do you know? <laughs> because, see, the crime I'm investigating, the perpetrators were driving a car with dealer plates, and they called someone who works here, so it would be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I have no so, idea. How do you? Jason got have it. Have you done any kind of inventory recently? Got to do the oh, director. Well, sadly, I've but never how do you seen know that, that for movie. Sure it's the, you've that. never seen Fargo? Oh my god! Oh my god! It is. It's so. I the first time I saw Fargo, I was. I think I was at a. I was staying. I was doing a gig somewhere, and I was overnight at a hotel, and I'd never seen it. And it was on like, and, and I don't have, I didn't have HBO at the time and it was on and I started watching it and I, I got on to, I, I tuned in right after, um, the kidnapping and I watched it and you know, it's not a movie you want to watch in a hotel room in a foreign place late at night. It's just the most uncomfortable movie to watch. And it was fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's um it's it's so I mean the Cohen brothers are just known for doing these really yeah bizarre things that like I mean I've directed and I've acted and I understand there's a process but how the fuck do you explain that process to an actor? It's just so weird. It's so weird. Like, you know, you know, when you're in a film the, and the director says, you have this and you know your backstory and you know where you are in the script. But this movie's like, what? It's, it's, it's just, it's, but it's really, really, really done. Oh, we both had sex with him. Oh my God. There was a weird looking dude. He was crazy. And like the whole Wisconsin. It's just hysterical. Yeah, that's that's what I know about of <laughs> just pop culture, like the accent and the wood chipper. Yeah. And Buscemi, Buscemi is brilliant yeah. in it. Brilliant in it. And then there's a wood chipper incident, and then there's an axe incident, and there's a guns, and there's like everybody's supposed to be, you know, it's just weird, but it's so shit. It's it's so weird, like it probably happened. <laughs> That's how weird it is. 
So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, we're going to take our third and final break and I'm going to tabulate the scores, which shouldn't take as long as the break. No, (laughs) I got got three strikes. I'm out. I think you did. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll confirm that in the paperwork. And uh, when we come (laughs) back uh, in, in this next bump, we're going to, we're going to play a little, a bit of, a little bit of uh, David Langill's work. uh, And I'll let him explain that to you when we come back. You are listening to radio regardless. We will be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. There's been plenty of investigations in this house that turned up solid evidence. Just because we didn't find anything tonight, you guys are starting to get down? It doesn't mean this place isn't haunted. Did you die here? You can't just turn paranormal on or off at will. You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the phone. <laughs> Again, don't know why. David Langell. I know that I know that clipping director. Yeah. I guess. Now I played that my sister's getting a little freaked out. Because that's a freaky little clip. And that's uh that's from I think a movie. Uh, let's see, I got the clip right. Let me I just had it. Uh it's a clip called uh, it's a movie called Provoked, which is uh oh, actually it's um well, much like the singer Prince, it's the movie formerly known as Provoked. <laughs> Why is that? What happened? Did- well, we made it under Provoked. We had a poster Provoked, okay. you know, DVDs, et cetera. Um, but, we, you know, again, fortunate, we got picked up by a distribution company for a five-year deal. Oh, great. Um, you know, so they own everything. They can do whatever they want with it. So, you know, they picked it up and they... You know, did a poster change and a title change. It's now American Poltergeist. So really, it's actually it'll be coming out this May. Well, wow, so that's only yeah, that's like a month from. It. Well, congratulations, man. Well, now it's provoked and it was provoked. And what you do with all the DVDs? And stuff, it doesn't matter at this point because they bought you out. Yeah, I'm holding on to them to sell on eBay as collector items. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Revenge of the Jedi. There's only four exist, and I have them. So. No, we uh we got rid of a lot of them that we had, you know, sold or whatever it may be. Um, the thing with um, distribution companies, Wild Eye Release, and you know they're really 
great with with indie filmmakers. Again, the the director of you know American Poltergeist, that's Jordan Pacheco. Who I've worked with a lot of things with him on. Um, he actually, after he wrapped this film, he got a tattoo of provoked on his neck. <laughs> oh like, my god! Logo oh. and everything on his neck. And like after the di- distribution company, oh. you know, changed the name, did everything they did. He asked like a mutual friend of Jordan's. Hey, is that tattoo real? He goes, yup. He goes, oh no, oh, <laughs> I fuck. feel bad now. So, oh, well, uh, so we're very fortunate that um, American Poltergeist will be coming out in May. Nice. Um, I don't want to give away all the outlets that'll be out there because you know they're going to do a big, yeah, they'll do a push type of announcement sort of thing. Well, man. but right now it's um, available on pre-order on Amazon Prime, so it, it is out there on pre-order. But there's going to be other outlets it's coming out too, but I can't really say right now. So, and you have now, as far as that, I want to actually give some pro, uh, promotion stuff on you. Um, again, we, we went with the, uh, the horror icon inside Michael's, uh, Michael, Michael's mask, which is the, uh, the Michael Myers, uh, Tony, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Tony Moran. Tony Moran. He's uh, a, the documentary. Um, a quick note about him. Yeah. He's, he's the older brother of Erin Moran, who was in Happy Days. She's Joni. No, Chachi and Joni. That's Joni, Aaron Moran. And, Joni you know, loves Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew it. I would have totally done a fucking promo on it. I totally would have done it. I would have done it. Joni loves Michael. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll cut something together. Who knows? Maybe it's I'll hilarious. do something later. Um, but we have that. That's a documentary coming out soon. Um, you can actually see him and you can list all, all his movies are on IMDb. Uh, and I have the link under that. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, which is a great thing uh, to stalk people. It's free. It's completely free. Uh, he's at New England Indie on Twitter. And also you have another movie on Facebook, Dead Bounty. Is that correct? Yeah, Dead Bounty. We're, we're finishing that up come June time. And I'll be out later this year. And that's uh, about, Jordan's the director of that one as well. That's about zombies, uh, a, though, right? Is it zombies? A main producer. Yeah, it's it's you know a zombie a zombie flick. And <laughs> before this one, I wasn't a fan of zombies. You know, after talking with Jordan and mm. you know his ideas, his thoughts, and you know I became a fan of zombies. You know, for <laughs> for this film, and um, you know everyone loves zombies now, so it's it should be fun. Yeah, well, Walking Dead is entering its uh, sixth season, and then they just started a new <laughs> show on. Uh, on the on the, the CW is iZombie. Yep. Uh, they got so many things. It's see, I've never been a fan of zombies. I just you know just I don't get it. No, it's it's funny you brought up The Walking Dead. Um, you know the film that we're doing is Dead Bounty. So I'm joke. I joke with Jordan. I go, yeah, the same company is going to pick up Dead Bounty and call it The Walking Dead Bounty now. Yeah, they probably <laughs> are. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean we joke around about that. But, well, you uh, know what Hollywood Jordan zombies. I like the old Romero zombies. So they're oh, okay. not going to be running after you. They're not going to be using weapons. It's going to be the old style zombies. And mm. we have amazing um, special effects artists on the film that they, you know, they can really make someone look pretty, pretty gnarly as a zombie. And, you know, it, like uh, they have all any big blockbuster that's out. They usually do a, either a small production company or whatever. Um, like if they had uh, Battle Los Angeles. And then on Sci-Fi Channel, they had Battle L.A. Um, yeah, know, so exactly. Where they use like third-rate um, CG. It's certainly not as good as you know that, but it's decent. It's it's decent, and God bless him. And what's his name from um, Starship Troopers? He's getting all kinds of work. 
Starship Troopers is awesome. That's I, such a good movie. You know, I it's liked, so enjoyable. I so like Starship Troopers. The second one I never saw. The third one I saw, and I was like, "Why did they make this? <laughs> I was Whose like, idea was this?" And I went, "Oh, yeah. I know why they made it because a paycheck was involved." <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Oh. So you got all that stuff coming up. And uh, so before I let you go and I'll let you promote some more stuff, I want to hear, and this is this should be great uh, because now you've got this extensive uh, database to draw from. Uh, would you tell me and, your, uh, and my listeners, and I ask this of all my entertainers, tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. And you can take anyone from any uh, different venue that you've done, whether it's acting, directing, producing, and they can mix and match. You can do your first acting, your best producing, and your worst, you know, writing, however it is. But give me your first best and worst stories since you've been in the business. I'd start with um so the first one was yeah. with Robert England. That's just amazing. That's yeah. something I'll never forget and always be there. And just it, it really started everything for me. Um that, that could also be the best, but um one of the best I'll go I'll use a different one for best best acting has to be with almost human. Uh, I'm in IFC midnight, picked him up. You know, it's been out on, you know, on demand, it's been cable. It's been in Best Buy, Walmart, a whole nine yards. And I'm in it for a good chunk as an actor. I'm in it for about five or so minutes. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me answer it. Now, almost human was the one with, um, uh, what's his name? I don't know the, 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 it's the Android cops, right? It was on Uh, Fox. No, that, that, that was the TV show. This is the movie. Oh. Almost Human was a movie that came out. It's a sci-fi slasher. Uh, Joe Beggos is a director. Josh Ether is the lead actor and editor on it. Oh, I got confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's fine. It's an independent film that came out. You know, it played. It premiered up in you know the Toronto Film Festival, and you know, midnight. Um, IFC Midnight picked him up, and a, a big. You know, they actually had a limited th- theatrical release too at some places, and it, it did really well. And from that film, as an actor people have reached out to me. I've gotten people reach out to me from all the way from Germany who contacted me and they're like, I love this movie. Love it. Can I have your autograph? Nice. Well, I've been signing autographs. When I first heard it, when I first, I'm like, this is a scam. What's going on? Like, I didn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, you know, so I did the little bit of research and like, this is real. Yeah. So like that, you know, my first, you know, autographs as an actor, came from almost human and that just you know that blows me away wow it's it's surreal it really is surreal and um yeah it's it's too much <laughs> it really is it's it's, it's so nuts. you must and have like the best worst story now what's the <laughs> trying to think worst what do you mean everyone's <laughs> wonderful everything's perfect I mean, michael myers wanting <laughs> yeah. you know you not have being friends with mike myers anymore that's pretty fucking bad but <laughs> yeah like what's your um, worst experience ha- Worst experience. Yeah. It, it was just happened that night. It was wasn't a worst movie, but yeah. I'll say one of the worst experience. You know, being on set when it's cold, and um, yeah, that sucks. You no, know, almost human was my best, and I guess work. We were out outside. It was like fifteen degrees. Though. We're outside <sighs> in New England in February. You know, that's cold, but you don't really remember that stuff because so much awesomeness came out of it. Oh. You know, but the worst stories <laughs> come from, sets. <laughs> you know, being freezing or being soaked on set, things mm-hmm. like that, which stuff, you know, it's mother nature. You can't really, you know, do anything about that. My thing has always been they shoot summer for winter, winter for summer. 
Oh, all the fucking. And you can time. see the breath. <laughs> yeah, one of my first indie yep. films I did. It was uh, we had. I was a cop, and I was uh, the partner of the lead, and it was up in like Ware, New Hampshire, and it was like two in the morning, and it was the only time we could shoot. And I had just shoot. I had I was down in like Fall River area during the day shooting a different film, and I drove all the way up to Ware. And I'm like asleep in the car with the engine running. Then he goes, okay, we're going to oh. shoot. And I'm like, Ugh. I wake up and it's freezing. And they made, you know, oh, they put yeah. ice cubes in your mouth. Uh, Cause it, yeah. it, it cools your mouth down so that you don't see the breath. Cause it was that bad. Nope, it was like, right. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's funny. Like little tricks like that. Like people, people don't understand until they do it. But yeah. Yeah. It's all sorts of things like that. It's, oh, it's so cool, but it's miserable. It's tough to get into that character. Well, you know, I always, you know, I, you, I, I, I always, it. I always say this too. I mean, I've had bad days on set and I've bad sets as a comic, but I used to work days. So I had fucking yes. horrible <laughs> days. And that's why, like when the actors complain, I just go, shut the fuck up. You're not saving lives. Yeah. You're not saving lives. Yeah. Like you used to be a cop. A bad day for you is, you know, getting shot. Oh, <laughs> that's a bad fucking day. I had, yeah. I was around three dead people in the matter of like two days. You know what I mean? So that's oh. pretty bad for that. So anything out besides that is gravy you know oh, what i mean like there's so much worse that could be happening mm-hmm. so you're absolutely right you're like just close your mouth yeah <laughs> knock it off now as, as far as all that goes what are you uh what are you working on now i know that uh that you have a movie that you're either have filming and filming in salem or wrapped up in salem or what do you got coming up uh we filmed salem we feel part of the documentary in salem okay so we have that's that. what it was um i have Again, we're finishing up Dead Bound in June. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, I'm directing a, a short comedy. I'm going to try comedy <laughs> film in, in yeah, Good luck in the spring. <laughs> so I'm doing, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's one of those things like, oh, I tried comedy. Okay, go back to your day job, back to horror. No <laughs> so, it's, so that's Cones. Well, comedy, I just comedy, had the auditions last Comedy weekend. and horror actually work. I mean, Evil Dead was some of the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> Oh, speaking of um, that series, Army yeah. of Darkness, in Dead Bounty, we have the blacksmith in it from Army of Darkness, Timothy Patrick Quill. Oh, really? The guy is amazing. He's such a cool dude. Oh, he really is. This is my boomstick. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> line. You, yeah. you savages. And, uh, <laughs> I have, um, it's not even announced yet. Like the, I have a feature on there on my MDB that is the um, a, a horror feature. That's not the one I'm going to be talking about. I got another one in the works, another horror feature. I already have Michael Berryman attached to it, um, a main actor from a House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, cool. And again, Timothy Patrick Quill will be in it. But um, that I'm keeping to get everything. Everything's lining up, but I want to get it all going and then drop mm. the ball on that one because it's going to be a pretty big project. Yeah. And that's, so I want to. Uh, then a company's yeah, going to come in, buy it all, change all the fucking names. You'll be just sitting on a pile oh, of yeah. money. You sickening me, David. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just want to get everything lined up and yeah. make sure everything's ready to go and just drop it and be like, this is what we got. And it's going to be pretty rad. Well, it sounds like uh, you get a lot of stuff going on. It sounds like everything's kind of, you know, and you know, knock on wood, everything's going your way. And if you need somebody funny to do action stuff, I'll send you the resume. It'll work out. So, <laughs> but David, maybe I'll, maybe I'll send you the, uh, the comedy script. See what you think. See if it's funny or not. Oh my God. I'd love to do that. I've, I've, you know, yeah. I've done enough writing and directing and I'll, I'll, you know, 
go, hey, awesome. my thing is always tweaking. I can, you know, something funny I can make funnier. We had to done, and that's a different story for a different time. Maybe we'll talk off air at some point. But I hope to bump into oh, you just, at some point. I know that you're busy doing all these absolutely. other things, but um, we do live in the same state, so anything's possible. But thank you that's so fantastic. much for being a part of the show, David. It's just, I mean, it's been great. It's been funny. My only regret is that there's one of my listeners who uh, who's who has done and written and directed uh, and produced horror movies, and he would have loved to be on, but he's probably doing his fucking podcast at the time. So, you whatever. Yeah, you have to, um, you know, put us in touch on Facebook or something. Yeah. Um, just one more thing. I know you guys are running late. No, but, no um, go ahead. With with all this film stuff, I also just got the gig. I'm running, you know, the director of it, the Rhode Island Comic Con Film Festival. Oh yeah, so I'm, that's I'm responsible huge. That's for that huge. this year. And um, the submissions are open right now for early submissions. Um, it's on Facebook. You know, it's on uh, ricomiccon.com, but also that we have a page on Facebook, you know, RI, you know, CC Film Festival at Facebook. You can search on Facebook and it's there. So I just want to throw out there quick. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a fun project, too. And if uh, if you're listening live, you're listening through my website, if you're listening through the um, through an iTunes podcast, uh, you can uh, all the stuff is in there. But it's David Langill, L-A-N-G-I-L-L. And he's on Facebook. Perfect. And if you're friends with me, then uh, you can be friends with him and then follow him and, you know, do that whole six degrees and bang, just follow him because he's mentioned a lot of stuff i have some stuff in the chat uh but all you got to do is search him you'll find him and that's it yes exactly that's how we do david just he's talking to me and typing at the same time but david it's been it's been a fascinating show a very good show i think and uh thank you so much for being part of it man no thank you for having me it was a pleasure i had a blast all right and hopefully we'll get to work together sometime and yeah maybe we'll do some business maybe yes yes <laughs> Sounds great. But it's been great. Thanks so much, David. Thank you. Take care. All right. Have a good night. Bye. That was David Langill, everybody. Uh, Very talented guy. Funny stories. A lot of stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, we are running a little bit late. It's only a couple minutes, so I'll I'll be quick. Um, If you guys want to laugh this weekend, you want to see something funny, uh, come up to Portland, Maine on Friday night. Says, come up to Portland, Maine. I don't know where that voice has come from all of a sudden. Uh, I'll be in Portland, Maine at the Gold Room uh, on Friday night. Saturday night, I will be at Headliners uh, Comedy Club in Manchester, New Hampshire on Saturday night. And next week, I don't know if you know this, never happened before, April 1st is on a Wednesday. So it will be the April Fool's show. I've got guests coming by. I've got guests calling in. It's going to be a show so amazing, you've got to tune in for it. Uh, my name is Mark Scalia. As always, you can email me, RadioAirGardless at Gmail, and we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.